Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Cubs win 2-0 to start your weekend off on a right foot. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and hopefully Ryan Herrera from beautiful historic Wrigley Field in just a bit. Uh, Cubs win their second straight game. They had that rained-out game in Cincinnati. We talked a lot after the rain-out about whether momentum was a real thing, would it carry over. I don't know if it did or didn't, but this was another great pitching performance by Marcus Stroman. That's that's the whole storyline of the game. He was spectacular. The chat's lighting up saying, hey, this guy might be the best pitcher in the division. Hey, this guy might be National League Cy Young. Hey, this guy might be an ace. All those things we've wanted to say about Marcus Stroman – Looked pretty good the first two games. The Stro Show was out today. Oh, was it ever? It was a Stro Show at the Federal Landmark this afternoon, Stuck. Uh, and it was it was fun to watch, man. Uh, I know for your reasoning, because we're sitting here at beautiful three fifty two, right? But also beautiful. because he uh, he went through a a pretty good lineup, and outside of that first inning, in which he still got came out clean, he was great today. Today, he, this season, this Cody. season, check out great. that comment. We don't stinks. Wow, buying in. Big. Cody's ready to do the three one two beer bat for our friends at Goose Island, and another Cubs win. He's, he's not going to chug it. He's going to comfortably savor <laughs> another shutout performance. Right. Now, Marcus Stroman, twelve shutout innings this season, fourteen strikeouts, and Cody is on his third beer bat. Yeah. Of the season. Here's another comment. Here's another good comment, Stucky. 217 game is a vibe. Oh, Peter, is it a vibe? Two hours, 17. I mean, change my life. I think that that, 217. It was like a five, you know, middle of the fifth in an hour. It it was crazy fast. I was still, I was worried I wasn't going to get here in time. If it wasn't for Strowman's long inning at the end there, like, this would have been a two hour game. It was close. What do you think of this pour? This that's might be nice. my, this is my best that is pour. Pretty good. That's pretty yeah. impressive. There's not a lot of that's, head there. That's a professional pour. I'm going to wait a second, and then I'll, I'll give it a shot. No, they'll give you probably a better pour than that at the Goose Island Tap Room. Absolutely. As far as at home, do it yourself. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Chug it, Cody. Over under 18 and a half seconds. Well, we'll put, yeah. I'll put I'll a I'll take the over on that, on that one. I would say I'd take the over. I have owned myself, self-owned myself twice this starts, week. I'm going to do it again. I would again. say it's at least a minute. <laughs> I would yeah, be. I would take the over on Fernando that. Fernando says, here's $2 for the beer chug. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out to you, Fernando. You're the man. Yeah, it was, uh, first of all, I will say this. It's one of those days on television where you look at it and you go, wow, it looks like a beautiful day at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. But you realize that those people in the shade under the overhangs were paying for it. Oh, for that sure. It was, it was cold you at were... Wrigley. And that's why I took Stroman really as my who you got, which we'll get to much later, is just... It looks nice, but when the wind is blowing in and it's only like 40 degrees outside, it's a tough place to hit. Yeah, I mean, I, I rode the scooter here today in that, that wind. Brisk? It, it was brisk. It was brisk. So, <laughs> a little nippy uh, out there. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Let's give her a shot. Here goes the beer bat. It, and this is my, my excuse on why this is a little bit harder, is that when it comes out of the bat, it just kind of <laughs> flows. Yeah. And like You don't have to chug it. Savor the victory is what they right. say. This Savor is, the victory. This is for the, for Win the number three. We're back to 500, baby. Win number three, back to 500. The counter is on. Herb Lawrence, by the way, did it in like eight seconds. Yeah. He does a beer. It's sort of yeah. unbelievable. That's way less than eight. He does it in much less than eight seconds. Well, he I does it say. whenever he runs the 40-yard dash in. I was, in that was like five seconds. In like maybe four, seconds? Like four seconds. Cody's almost done to this. He's down to the handle. Uh. He's past the barrel, the hardest part. This is way less than a minute. Take your time. Yeah, you got a long scooter ride. <laughs> you got a long scooter ride and bets still to do. I mean, See you, Cody. My, my excuse tonight too is me and Ryan Herrera were were taking some uh, swings in the batting cages. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, on the Twitter after I saw we went that. to the Bleacher Nation event. So uh, he wanted to go sluggers because he's twenty five and whatever. And um, <laughs> we had we obviously had some beers last night. So I'm yeah. I'm struggling a little bit today, guys. So uh, I apologize. I'm, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying this again. This whole thing, this whole bit is, is for vibes. Vibe with us. Baby. Yeah. Peter says your pores are improving. Uh, Corey <laughs> chimed in, chiming in on the chat saying, cheers, Cody. There's some saying, chug the beer. <laughs> uh, 
Bad Good Friday for Kalata. He doesn't have to say we stinks. How about saying we goods? Uh, three three bats beer bats down, down 92, 92 to go. That's yeah, right, Neil. I love Neil. that energy, That's baby. right, Neil. Hell yeah. Kalata says if I were a Sox fan, I would chug it in five seconds. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But hey, uh, John says like chug, that's chug, a, chug. That's a, that's a Cody shot at me. babysitting that goose. Let's go. We're, we are over the minute mark. Uh, that, and again, I, I probably would take five, ten minutes on that. It's just well, foam left most now. Most of this is head. There's, there's, there's foam, there's head, and there's just a little backwash. And 145 is the timer yeah. on the celebratory. Most of this is head. Two nothing Cubs. That was beat the Rangers. Good, oh. good, good job, Cody. It was better than the last one. It was. He's, I'm sure I'm still gonna get. He's speeding up. This, the, the the pores are getting better. And uh, yeah, I mean, I want Ryan to chug one next time. We need we Ryan to risk shotgun. his baseball writers. That's card. correct. Baseball writers card that. integrity. Integrity. Um, Forgot he's a real. Journalist. Have some integrity. He's a real journalist. Um, but pitching performance, Uvalde was also really good. Part of that was, like I said, the cold weather. But here's Stroman's deal. You know he hasn't given up a single flyout all season. Really? He does not have a flyout this season. Every out has been a ground out or a strikeout. Wow. And for a sinker ball pitcher, that's why he's gone 12 shutout innings. The yeah. sanker be sanking. The sanker be sanking. And they put behind him elite uh-huh. defense, and a couple of times they helped him out. No, no question, the play of the game, if you're looking at one at bat in this game, it was Young against Stroman. Right? Sixth inning, bases loaded. Josh Young ground out to Nico Horner, remained one nothing Cubs, and that was it. Yeah, that I was, was it. I was nervous because the three guys who got on, they didn't even get hits. But it started off uh, with a hit-by-pitch that was questionable um, in terms of if it actually hit him or not. And then, what, there was a walk in there? Yeah. And whatever, like... They, they, they did not hit Stroman really at all today. and um, Eight ground he, he outs got, today. He got, he got the big ground out that he needed. Um, I saw a tweet from Michael Cerami during the game. Um, I think at the point, it was at the point when Stro only had, he had five strikeouts. He, he said something along the lines of, eight strikeouts in the first game, five strikeouts today. Is Stroman a strikeout pitcher now? Right. Well, he now has 14, <laughs> and... Uh, no, he's not, but he took advantage of throwing strikes on his first pitch. Mm-hmm. First pitch strikes, you get right. ahead, and then anything can happen. Plus, I do think guys were swinging away a little bit today. Now, he didn't sure. get the calls that he got in his first game on opening no. day. Opening day, the strike zone was wide. Wide. Yeah. It, it was like... Today, not so much. Not not so he much got, today, but he... He got a few calls. Remember the, the Garcia one? The Garcia yes. strikeout. The it was a uh, Tucker think, Barnhart. It was to get the, it was a call a strike call on, that led to two strikes. Right, Barnhart framed it. It was I mean the ball perfectly like the, the first time. Yeah, the pitch tracks had it, you know, two three inches off the plate, um, but Barnhart's framing helped him get a strike call. And then what happened? He threw it in the same spot again, and Garcia swung at it and missed. So, uh, people ask about what's the value in Barnhart and Gomes. It's, it's plays like that. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see it in the box score. Obviously, those guys aren't going to hit like Wilson Contreras did, but... Frame master Barnhart. You, you got to like what you're seeing from a pitching and defensive standpoint from what you saw from Barnhart and, and Gomes so far this year, at least. So, um, that, was, that was just one batter. But I think today, you've you definitely given a lot of credit to Stroman on, on, a lot, on a lot of what happened. But, yeah, the defense behind him was great. To Swanson to Nico the the glove the the glove flip from Swanson to Nico on that first double play uh, of the game uh, was beautiful. Uh, I tweeted that it was like watching baseball porn. Um, it was it, just watch like just watching them play defense today was was fun. And uh, when you get a good pitching performance on top of the great defense, all I've ever said is if you get two facets of of winning right. a baseball game, you're gonna have a chance to win. And I. We have all sat here and said, if the if the Cubs can get good pitching and defense, they will be in games. They will always be in games if they get those two things. Um, and the offense had timely hits. Both runs scored with two outs. Yep. So that was something that we talked a lot about last year, how this team wasn't good at scoring runs with runners in scoring position with two outs. And that was something they did today. 
on a on a chilly day where the you know the the conditions that didn't necessarily benefit the offense. Um, so yeah, I, there's a lot about this game is to me this game is in a way more fun than like even that game where they beat the Reds right. uh, twelve to five or whatever Agreed. it was. You know what I mean? Because even though the offense broke out in that game, you got exactly what you needed in this game to win. You got the few runs that you needed and. You won in a way that you know that if the Cubs are going to be in the chase come September, it's probably because of these two things, and that's pitching and defense. So uh, I, I love where they're headed going into tomorrow with Justin Steele. So, like, we didn't get the, to see if they're going to win that series against the Reds, but they, in a way, took some of that momentum from that win and brought in today with good pitching, something that really, when they played the Reds, we really didn't see a lot of great pitching. The offense was great. Um, Stroman had a lot of time between starts to think about this. Yeah, eight Sometimes days. that leaves you a little rusty because you don't, you know, it's it's throwing you off your your normal routine. I, I saw Jack in the chat asking, he said, am I the only one who thinks Stroman should have gone further? I don't remember what pitch total he was at, but he was in the mid-80s. Mm. And so I was okay with it, especially that the sixth was the bases loaded. That's how he left. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but the bullpen was spectacular. Yeah, we were wondering who was going to come in. Lighter comes in with the lefties coming up because of the splits and bang, bang, bang. He he does it. Lighter was great. Three up, three down for Lighter, and then Fulmer comes in and a six out, <laughs> two inning save. He that shoved. Was, he was great. <laughs> Outside of the double, five he gave strike, up to Seagull. Five Seagull. strikeouts. Yeah, I the bullpen. Like I, what I keep saying about the bullpen. Don't worry about it. Don't. It will be a strength of this team. Lighter, you bring him in, face two lefties, uh, and he 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 did exactly what you're looking for. Um, I didn't think yeah. Fulmer was going to go. I did, I Fan thought that two eighteen is saying what I was thinking. I didn't know he was multi inning guy, especially this. I inning, didn't either, especially this early in the season. Right. So I didn't expect him to come back out. We were saying, well, who's is this? Al, is this going to be Alzali's first shot at getting? Yeah. A, a save opportunity, and man, he's he stayed in. Like you said, other than the double. Um, he got the job done, and so I want to say that he got that chance just because he hadn't pitched. Yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah, they, they just had two days off. Right. So and I don't think he pitched in Cincinnati at all. So well, if they have a save opportunity tomorrow, it'll be somebody else. Yeah, for so sure. We know that. And you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But it was impressive to see him go out there and do what he did, though. That's uh, that's really cool, uh, and and um, exciting to see. So. Yeah, uh, I saw a quote in there, or not quote, a, a comment in there from uh, Brady saying something about how, you know, he said it's no shot at us, but uh, Jed saying that winning teams blowing teams out or the Cubs blowing teams out is what he said in the offseason, what Jed said in the offseason, yet we're sitting here talking about pitching and defense. I mean, I hear what you're saying, man. And who knows, maybe the offense will be better than we gen generally expect as the season goes along, but – I mean, I, I'm just expecting a lot of games like this this season. and Two-hour, 20-minute games? And maybe maybe the offense I, gets I like better. That. Well, outside of the <laughs> oh, time. Oh, you're talking about the short yeah. pitching-led games. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe the offense will get that better too. as the season goes along once they bring up Mervis and Brennan Davis and when Morrell eventually makes his way back up. Let's be real. Right now, this roster, in terms of the offense, isn't, isn't, the, isn't the best. It just isn't. And we've sat here and talked – so much about why those guys are in Iowa right now and you can like it or you can dislike it but I'm just saying right now with the way the roster is shaped up this team is going to win with pitching and defense I I there's going to be some rare it's the way days it's built right there's going to be some rare days where they score runs or score a lot of runs that's why when they lost that first game against the Reds they scored six runs and lost I was pretty upset about it just because like first off you lost to the Reds second off you can't afford to lose to the Reds and then third off you scored six runs and you still lost so you you need to win the games where you actually score runs today they didn't score a lot of runs but the pitching and defense was great so I, again it's just what I envision I envision this team if they're going to win games it's going to be you know four to two games four to three games whatever three to two games that's just how I see it hopefully we mix in a lot more you know Five to nothing games than than not, uh, you know what I mean. But we'll see. I, again, it's early. It's we're three and three. Yeah, like it's very early. And and they just won the first game of this series against a Rangers team that 
doesn't look half, look half bad. They look like a really competitive well, they've, team. They've spent a lot of money on some players. Yeah. So John says, I don't know how to explain this, but it felt like a big win for some reason. It had so much positive energy. Everybody looked good. Playing consistently like this will get them to the playoffs. You're right, Cody. The team was built on defense and doing the small things. Right. Pitching, defense, base running, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Swanson got a stolen base And that's today, just the, kind of the way it developed, right? And it goes back to the old question of, I don't know what the perfect way is to build the best team for Wrigley Field. You know, some would tell you that it's the home run hitters because in the summer when it's blowing out, you'll score so many runs, nobody will be able to keep up with you. Others will tell you that in the springtime like this, in April and May, where you could let your whole season slip away, if you don't have games like this where you're pitching great and you find clutch hitting from guys that aren't swinging from the fences, that are just willing to push the ball the other way and Mm -hmm. take a stolen base like Dansby Swanson did. Nico Horner did it earlier this season. All of those small things and then play very good defense. Some will say that's the correct way to build a team because Wrigley Field will blow out and everybody will hit home runs in the summer, but you have to be able to score and win games like this early in the season and late in the season. I would say it's probably a combo of the two. You really, the perfect lineup and team would be a combination of both, obviously. But right now, today, with the lineup and the team and the roster built the way they are, this is exactly the type of way you want to see the Cubs win early in the season. As a matter of fact, we've seen the baseball, if you watch other games around baseball right now, it does seem like the baseball is no longer uh, a wet rag. There are home runs flying out. I mean, Aaron Judge was his own monster last year, but now right. you're starting. It does seem like the ball is reaching the bleachers and the wall faster this season. If you watch just a lot of Major League Baseball, that said, the Cubs have four home runs this year, <laughs> four yeah. in six games. Phillies, Diamondbacks, and Cubs with four homers. That's the bottom of the majors. Only the Nationals have two. So they have the, one of the fewest home runs. Giants have 15. Dodgers have 14. Rays, 13. There are nine teams with double-digit home runs already. And most of those haven't played yet on Friday. Yeah. So you look at what are the Cubs doing? They're doing the small things. They're, they are 16th in runs scored after today's game. Again, a lot, of, a lot of teams haven't played yet today. Cubs are 16th in runs scored. So it's even with their 12-run game against the Reds, they're not scoring a ton of runs, but they are getting good pitching from their starting rotation. Now, has it been every single start? No, but now Stroman has had two. The guy that goes tomorrow, Steele, can back that up again, and then it could be four. Mm-hmm. And then the other guys that have come in, nobody's had a bomb outing, right? Like, nobody's come in and given up six home runs and just been blasted off the field. They've all been able, Tyone in his outing, able to compete and hang in there. Wesneski was frustrated. He was able to stay in there and limit it to three runs by the time he came out of the game. So this is the formula for the Cubs winning games this season. Maybe Bellinger's bat gets hot. Maybe when Saya comes back as early as next week, his bat gets hot. Yeah. Some of those guys might hit home runs. Hap might start to hit home runs more too. But frankly, right now, the way to win them in the spring, pitch well, Field well, and by the way, don't tell me the metrics. Plezak was the one that told us. He said, "I'm telling you, Hosmer can play first base, and we know yes, he has Gold Gloves there." But the metrics guys will all argue that and say, "Well, the last couple of years he's been bad at first base. He's been he's been bad." Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a fluke. I don't know if that was him getting older. I I don't know what it was. I'm just telling the first six games, the guy can pick it at first. Yeah, that one in the ninth inning. Where where I've jumped off the couch and been like, wow. Right. The whole thing with Hosmer is so interesting because obviously everyone wants to to see Mervis. He had two walks today as well with the bat. I mean, yeah, he didn't get any hits or anything, but two walks, getting on base. I know uh, the first base position, you want to see guys hit more homers, stuff like that. I don't have high expectations for Hosmer, and I'm not saying that he deserves to get more bats than Mervis once Mervis comes up or anything like that. I'm just saying that 
Outside of the first series with the Brewers, which, again, they went up against Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and Eric Lauer, I mean, he hasn't been terrible. Hell, he's been good. He had a good series against the Reds, and then, you know, again, today, two walks, and then, like you said about the defense, again, low expectations for him because I just don't know what the Cubs are going to get out of him long term. But you're barely paying him, and – Again, if he if he's going to pick the ball like that at first and if he's going to work good at bats and get on base, there are worse players, man. There are absolutely worse players. So, uh right that's, now, that's where I'm exactly at with him what at they least. Want. He's been exactly what they want. He's had a 3 RBI game, he's had a 3 hit game. Mm-hmm. I know I can think of at least 3 great picks at first base. Yeah. Some and a couple of those were in key situations. Mm-hmm. So, I like what I've seen so far from most of the teams. It's a, it's a 500 start. You know what? You could be the last place Cardinals. Could be. The Cardinals pitching players look hates great the right manager, now, man. and the manager hates the player. Yeah, it could be, yeah. And you mentioned uh, Matt Mervis, by the way. While we're not saying Hosmer's the long-term solution at first base. Not at all. Matt Mervis did hit a grand slam in Iowa, and that's what you want to see. What you want to see is Hosmer play well, and Mervis force his way onto the major league roster. Make them... Force them into a decision they're not quite sure they're ready to make. But when they make it, come up and then carry that from the AAA level to the major league level. And then Hosmer either becomes a good bench piece for you or a trade piece for you. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, too, if that's the way it plays out. It's going to be interesting to see if Hosmer continues to hit or at least be a, a very serviceable player while Mervis continues to mash in Iowa. Right. Then then when, if, if what, both are playing well. Right. Then how long the do you The only leave? thing I can say is like, okay, you can bring up Mervis and he can be your DH and yes. you can use Mancini and Hosmer just platoon like right. if you're facing a lefty, uh play Mancini uh at first and then, you know, if you're facing a righty play Hosmer, but you're more often than not gonna see more um righties than lefties. So, I, I don't know. I, I always thought well, you that. you don't have to carry three catchers all season either. That too, yeah. I mean, when Mervis comes up, it's going to be hard to believe that if Luis Torrens will still still be on the roster. Uh, or even, you know, we've talked about Madrigal a ton. Miles Master Boney continues to hit the ball hard, but, I mean, he ain't, he ain't mm, doing anything impressive. Yes. <laughs> Joey's guy. Joey's um, uh, long-standing, they, season-long they, pick for who you got. They have, they have whenever they want to bring those guys up, there's – there's easy I wouldn't say easy easy but there's there's easily some guys that they could demote or whatever um I think that a lot of those guys that we just mentioned I, I think they're trying to maybe flip some of them try to get some pick get some value for them but we'll see I don't know but again uh it's just a great win today man like they they the pitching the defense um from all all across the infield Dansby and Nico the double play Dansby uh Deep in the flip. hole that led to the Hosmer pick <laughs> yeah. late in the late in the game. You know, like it was a two nothing game. If 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 Hosmer doesn't make that pick, who knows what happens? You know what I mean? Like they did, like you said, they did all the little things, and then the way they scored runs, it wasn't necessarily the most attractive thing. It's going to be something that I forget about in two days probably. But Bellinger with two outs, lines one to right field to score to score a run, and Ian Happ. Shout out to Garcia for basically missing the ball, but also. It was, uh, it was well struck. It was very well struck. Delmetric says that it's a hit, and then they and the people, as in the the scorekeepers, agreed with Delmetric. Shout out to him. Um, he gets a hit to drive in a run in half. So, uh, just an all around good win. And again, the Cubs are going to have to win these types of games because they were they were in a lot of games like this last year. Because I always talked about how last year the bullpen kept them in games because their starting pitching couldn't go deep enough right well today the starting pitching went pretty deep and the Cubs were able to get a lead and then their bullpen that I told everyone to not worry about showed up and it's like this to me this is how they're going to win a lot of games this year is if they can score early enough with their and then with their starting pitching be able to give them five to six innings and then go to that bullpen that I think can be very very good Mike Dubbs running down the street with a flag right now hashtag Mike Dubbs 50 days of dubs. We're at about 38. 38. Gerard, shout out to Gerard. Shout out to the Uh, Duke. The Duke, for sure. The Duke, for sure. (laughs) The Duke, Gerard, and Mike Dubs. um, 
I see a comment here. Did anyone catch the Apple TV announcer called Nico Patrick Wisdom? Can't stand them. What did you think of the Apple TV broadcast today? Uh, I liked it better than last year's yeah. Apple TV broadcast. Is it Dontrell uh, Willis and Dontrell like Willis and I can't remember the play-by-play name. Uh, Heidi Watney really didn't do very many reports during the game, which is totally cool by me. Not because it's Heidi Watney, because I just don't need sideline reports during baseball games. As someone who's actually done sideline reports during <laughs> baseball games, I just don't. Yeah. This is no shot th- to Taylor I just McGregor don't think either. No, it isn't. I just <laughs> I thought it while I was doing. I, I just don't think it's a necessary part of a broadcast. Mm-hmm. I, I I know the game's moving slowly, and sometimes you need to move along. They're trying to move along a broadcast for something that is slow. But if you're going to play the game in two hours and seventeen minutes, yeah, I, I I don't need a bunch of stories about high school teams and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I I I thought the broadcast was decent. The only thing would I, would I prefer just be the Cubs broadcast? Yes. Yeah, obviously. And I, we, like, I wouldn't blame anyone if they muted it and turned on the radio. Um, my only complaint is the fact that you have you have to have Apple TV Plus to be able to watch the game, which was something that you That's didn't crazy. have to do last year. So you're making people, in a way, you're forcing people to subscribe to Apple TV Plus just to watch this particular game. And I just don't see how that's a way to grow the game at all by MLB. Again, this isn't on the Cubs. This is an MLB thing. Sure. Uh, so I, I didn't, like, thankfully, we were able to watch the game here at the studio because I have Apple TV+. Plus. That's what Fam Guy says. I, I can't comment about the Apple TV broadcast because I couldn't watch their broadcast. Here's the one thing that I think was cool today about the Apple broadcast. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I can just, meh, just, just give me marquee, give me the... I thought Joe Girardi's been great in the booth for the first three games of the series or season mm-hmm. at Wrigley. Um, the umpire cam, somebody called it in the chat too. The umpire cam is seeing what the batter is seeing or what the umpire and catcher are seeing and the way that ball is moving and the speed it's coming in at. Mm-hmm. That's something I would like to see in a replay a lot. Yeah. It, it, it sort of feels like a video game because that's how you see it coming in when you're playing a video game. But... Um, it, it just, it takes you inside the game. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know, teams probably don't want it shown too much because yeah. they don't want that video out there probably too much for a pitcher, but it's pretty cool when you see it. For a fan, it's a really cool perspective. Yeah. No, I, I'll agree the umpire cam or whatever was cool. But, and, and I do think the score bug or whatever that they had in the it's nice, top left clean. corner. It's, it's a clean. clean yeah. It's a clean screen. The, and then the whole, like, hit probability or RBI probability thing was, I mean, they did that last year, too. I thought was at least, like, intriguing. I, I don't know. I don't have too much. I don't have, again, the only thing that I don't like about it is you had to you had to pay, you had to subscribe to Apple TV Plus to be able to watch the game today. You shouldn't, for, if you're in market, if you live in Chicago and you don't have Apple TV Plus, you couldn't have watched the game today. Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense, dude. Peter's so, saying, this is why I listen to Pat and Ron, but 100% agree this doesn't grow baseball. MLS made the same mistake. Uh, the umpire cam is also on ESPN Games 2, Connor points out. And Dubs, yeah, I did see this, or heard that Dontrell Willis said the Cubs traded him for a bag of balls and a bag of sunflower seeds, <laughs> which was, which is a, it was a funny comment. I, I thought Dontrell did a nice job. Yeah, um, yeah had- I, I think you could listen to the radio, right? We did that last year. Yeah. We listened to the radio broadcast. It was just a lot of switching and moving around, so we just stuck with the broadcast, and it it was fine. Yeah, Fernando says need the Dell metrics instead of probability percentage. Hey, if they were to put Dell metrics uh, percentages up instead of their own percentages, I feel like more people would like Apple TV. There you go. Big two nothing shutout win for the Cubs to start their series. A six game homestand against the American League West started with a shutout on Friday afternoon. Uh, we're talking about it here on the CHGO Cubs podcast. Ryan Herrera, hopefully you'll be joining us before the end of the podcast from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. He was in the press box. He's in the clubhouse right now getting interviews. In the meantime, this Saturday, don't miss the action-packed UFC 287 fight card. It's going to finish with an epic rematch. Longtime rivals Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya will face off again for the middleweight title. Throw down on your shot to win big with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. Plus, all customers can get closer 
to the Octagon Excitement with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Combine multiple UFC 287 bets into one for a shot at an even bigger payout. I like uh, that the headliner is good, the main event, but the co-main event has Gilbert Burns in the welterweight too. That's going to be a good matchup. Download the app right now. Use the code CHGO. New customers, again, bet just five bucks in a pre-fight money line. Get $150 in bonus bets Mm -hmm. if their fighter wins. This Saturday, DraftKings Sportsbook. The code is, what else? CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So you can, the thing about DraftKings is, you, you don't have to use it for just baseball. Mm-hmm. You can use it for everything. I know the, the, a lot of people love betting the Masters. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did the, did the, oh, yeah. uh, the future stuff on the Masters trying to get guys. Yeah, I need to check the leaderboard because I have a bet on the Masters. Um, Rom was incredible yesterday. Yes, Rom was, uh, the, I, be- uh, I believe Brooks Kepka actually was out in the lead today. Wow. Okay. Kepka, well, live. Live long. Yeah. Well, uh, Anyway, if you if you do only use DraftKings Sportsbook for baseball, perhaps perhaps you might be going to a Cubs game tomorrow or Sunday, or maybe you were trying to go this week and you're having some issues with some of these uh, you know these offshore ticket price or ticket sites. Uh, but uh, I the one that I like the most is Game Time. Game Time has helped me out so many times, especially when because I live right by Wrigley Field, basically couple red line stops away uh sometimes i just hop on the red line before the game and uh just once i get off i'm like okay game time what's the cheapest ticket you can give me oh okay i'll sit i'll sit in the bleachers for you know twenty dollars okay a place to be today in the it, sunshine yeah watch was, that would have been the best spot to sit in today especially with this with the sun so uh you know Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressed. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, the last time I used game time tickets, again, I just got on the red line, get, got off at Addison, and pulled up game time and... Think about it tomorrow. Right before the weather's going to be better. And and then mm-hmm. early next week, their night games against Seattle. Yes. Like in the 70s. We're supposed to be in the 70s. It's a, rare, the a rarity in April. It's a rarity in April. Yep. So Check it out. Take advantage of it now. Um, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash, flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time... The game time guarantees <laughs> guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110 percent of the di- the difference. Snag tickets with the stress without the stress of game t- uh, with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So yeah, we now have a code, guys. You get twenty dollars off. If you never use game time, just download it, put that code in, and you you save twenty dollars. That's like at least a beer and a half at the federal landmark. That's all I'm saying. I saw a Colada says he used to sit in the bleachers for a dollar. Man, I missed. And that days. goes back. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was John in the chat. Uh, can you pull that up, Joey, for a second? Uh, had a couple good comments. One was that he uses game time all the time because he lives three blocks away. But also, Apple TV has a two-month free trial going on. There are only two Cubs games on Apple TV this year. Both are within that free trial. So oh, okay. that's a way to uh, not have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. When they play that second game, then you just cancel the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, that, what, and uh, uh, binge Ted Lasso while you're at it. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to sit here and tell you why Apple TV is the best, but, I mean, that's a good reason, I guess, to I'll get tell you it. What, Ted Lasso is a great show, and I can't think of the name of the other show. It's uh, about three psychiatrists, and it's uh, Harrison Ford. Shrinking. What? Shrinked. Uh, okay. Shrinking. Shrinked. Shrinking. Shrinking. Shrinking or shrinked? Shrinking, I think. I think <laughs> shrinked. Look it up, Joey. I watched the whole show. It's spectacular. The first season was really funny. Harrison Ford's great in it. Nice. Anyways, Ted Lasso's good. That's Ted going Lasso's on right popular, now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. It is. Oh, huh. Jason Siegel's in I, I, show. Yeah, he's okay. the he's the main character, and uh, he's 
uh, business partners with mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, who's also funny, and and the woman in it is great too. Awesome. Uh, anyways, good news on the injury front, and we mentioned you know Cody Bellinger and some of these uh, players are starting to have heat up a little bit. Bellinger with a big hit in this game, but you're still waiting to see who's going to be in right field. We hope that's say all season long. Uh, Master Boney has hit the ball hard. We all know he didn't dive the one time. Yes, let's move on. Uh, no one's going to forget that. Say and Brandon Hughes will be playing for Iowa, David Ross said before the game. They're going to play in games, uh, I believe, against St. Paul Saturday and Sunday. And then they'll reevaluate those guys. So, Saya, from what I understand, we'll ask Ryan. Maybe they'll find out more um, or he knows more about it. But it sounds like Saya could be there as early as Monday. Yeah. Uh, he, he could be playing exciting. against Seattle. Yeah. And I know, so, like, a few days ago, like, uh, Suzuki was facing Brandon Hughes, and yeah. he hit a homer off him, which was good for him, but not good for Brandon Hughes. But it is a good sign. Now, I will say this though, Stuck. Yeah. When when he does come back, I know there will be fans who will perhaps might get upset if he doesn't automatically play every single day. But with that oblique, I I'm not I'm not yeah. chancing anything. Well, night game, it, it'll be. Despite the fact that it's going to be 70, I assume it'll be much cooler at night at Wrigley. Yeah. I I guess for me is I hope that when he when when he does come back that they, in a way, ease him in. I know the lineup is so much different with him in it, but everyone knows how the oblique, it, how an oblique injury can really linger. So I, to me, however, like just, just do whatever you got to do to make sure that it doesn't become a lingering issue that we're talking about all season. I do not want to be sitting here in June and July talking about, say, Suzuki's oblique. I mean, it's going to be you – know, it's not like Iowa is a warm place or St. Paul's a warm place, but true. would I have a problem with the fact if they waited until after the three night games at Wrigley Field and just waited till he went and faced the Dodgers and A's in California? I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that, too. They can get through – I think they can get through two more series without him in terms of just – Hanging around, Hang, like if what they're three and three right now, they got two more with the Rangers. If they can just win one more game at least with the, the Rangers, and then you know find a way to win a series against the Mariners, you're going to California with say Suzuki, perhaps probably feeling pretty good. That's the best case scenario, and I think in our eyes, um, yeah. But we'll see. I, again, I I just I worry about the oblique. I really do. It doesn't. I I'm glad that. He's coming back earlier than we expected because in spring, in the spring, whenever it first got talked about or mentioned, we thought, oh, man, May is probably the earliest we'll see him. Mm-hmm. See that he's coming back, um, you know, mid-May is exciting because obviously you want him in right field more than anyone else on this roster. No offense to Miles Mastroboni. I, I do think he's getting a lot of flack for, for stuff that really isn't necessarily on him. But you, you want to see, say, Suzuki in right field. He's the better defensive outfielder. He's a better hitter, uh, and when you got him, Ian Happ, and Cody Bellinger out there, you can you can make the argument that they can be one of the top outfields in this division. Do you think when Ryan comes on, he's going to try and suggest that he won who he got? I could see Ryan doing that. I mean, again, we were at Sluggers last night. He had some beers. Yeah, I saw the, you saying the, he's going to bat lead off for the softball team this year. Well, with the the moonshots he was hitting in the batting cage, I was like, all right, why are we? Why were we never playing you in the in the leadoff spot last year? Uh, he was doing it with the with the pitch machine going fast. I don't even know what the miles per hour it was, on, was. It was on the high heat? He, was, he had it on the high heat, yeah. Well, and this pains young. me to say because everyone knows how much I don't want to give. I mean, he's young. I, he's young. I don't want to give Ryan buck. that much credit for a lot of things, but I'll give him credit. <laughs> His swing's a lot better than my swing. My swing was an absolute disaster last night. Yeah, and I wish everybody could have seen what was going on in our CHGO studios this afternoon because speaking of young bucks – Joey was trying to do swim moves around Braxton Jones, just first step stuff. Like <laughs> that is not true. He walked up to Braxton Jones. He's like, "How fast do you, do you think I can get by you? Do you think I can get by you?" Braxton Jones is like, "Who are you?" And he's and then all of a sudden, Joey's doing swim moves, just trying to get first step around him. I thought about it. Refrigerator. Thought about it. <laughs> I think I could almost throw him off like speed. Not the speed, but He's it's never the seen size, so the small. package. Yeah. Exactly. I go yeah. under his legs, yeah. through the legs. I'm at the quarterback. Then you know we have a different. He's never seen Mighty Mouse coming at him Correct. from the corner. Also, Braxton, by the way, you know what he's doing tomorrow. I don't know if you guys caught this. He's actually know. throwing out the first pitch tomorrow at the Cubs game. Oh, really? So if anybody's going tomorrow, they'll see Braxton throwing out the first pitch. 
our guy, starting left tackle on the Bears. Warm up. Axton Jones. And go go check out his interview on the Bears pod too. We yeah. sh- we should have we should have begged him to wear the CHGO shirt when he does it. Yeah. Underneath the Cubs jersey that they'll have, you know, just so maybe the skyline jersey popped out underneath yeah. it. That wow. would have been nice. Uh, unre- if you haven't heard that, go back and check out the YouTube feed of that podcast. It was great. That was great. Unrelated, uh, 150 plus people in the <laughs> chat and only 42 likes. So hit the like button. Mm. Uh, Michael Collada says. Every time he wears his CHGO shirt, they win. Collada, I'm not telling you to uh, how how to do your laundry, but Never I'm going to need you to wear your shirt every single day, man. <laughs> Never wash That's, it again. Or buy more merch. If you, and I know you're a diehard because you've been in our happy hours. You get 20% off. All I'm saying, you put a, I don't care what CHGO shirt. I'm going to tell Collada how to remember this. <laughs> it's like the time on the Brady Bunch where Marsha got kissed by the good-looking boy and she said she was never going to wash her cheek again. <laughs> That's what you need to do with your shirt, Collada. I had to take it back to a <laughs> Brady Bunch saying for you to understand what I'm saying. Every time, never wash it again. Never mm. wash that shirt. Just keep bringing it back. Um, it was. It, it, this was a... Good game. And as far as Cody Bellinger goes, he's he's starting to come around. I almost picked him for who you got. Yeah, I mean. I mean he, has, he doesn't have a ton of home runs. Again, the Cubs, four we, home runs on the season. But right. Bellinger does have one of them. Yeah, I mean, obviously we talked a lot about the pitching in the first segment. Um, Bellinger, Bellinger had make, you could make the case Be- Bellinger should have had two hits today because his first at bat, he it was a, I think I tweeted from the CHO uh, Cubs Twitter account. Uh, it was a line drive out to right field uh, into the gap, but the Rangers were just positioned well for it. 102 miles an hour uh, off the bat, like a 500 expected batting average. I mean, he. whenever those outs are made, it's frustrating, but it's also a sign of, okay, he's he feels good up there. Yeah. And then, you know, the baseball gods, uh, gave, uh, you know, helped him out in, in his second at bat, which was also another hard hit ball, uh, but not – for extra bases. But again, with two outs and you got you got the big hit to score the first run and in a game like today, runs were anytime you were able to score was huge. And got to take so, advantage of those tiny opportunities that were yeah. out there with the wind blowing in, cold weather, completely a pitcher's day at the ballpark. Absolutely. And you know what? The pitchers took advantage of it too. Like yeah. I said, the most impressive thing about Stroman all season has been the fact that he has doesn't have a single flyout. That is, I that's insane, really. Only ground outs and strikeouts. Yeah, he does. He does that. He's going to be an all star. Yeah, I mean, if he does that the whole first half <laughs> of the season, or if he pitches like he did the second half of last season, yeah. he he'll be an all star. And I'll say this: like this Rangers lineup, in my opinion, is better than the Brewers. And I know the Brewers' offense has actually been pretty good to start the year, especially against the Mets this week. But to see what he did today against this Rangers lineup, I mean. Who was the player that had his number previously? Was it Simeon? Simeon had good numbers How against him. How did the Sox ever let him go? Well, why'd they let Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I know him. Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> well, the Cubs let Dylan Cease go, but at least they won the World Series and were back in the NLCS. Just a shot at the White Sox. Right? No, I, every no time I here. see him, I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, I think the Cubs knew what they were giving up when they gave up Dylan Cease. Yeah. I, I believe the Cubs thought that Cease was the big piece of that package, mm-hmm. not Eloy Jimenez. Not that Eloy Jimenez was a bad player. They they knew that Cease was – Rick Sutcliffe been saying for a long time, I haven't seen a prospect in pitching like this in a long time, never in the Cubs organization. So they knew what they were giving up. But that's – hey, it ended up not being the right deal, but – the logic behind the deal was correct. Yeah. You go for it in your window and you, you try to get it done. Um, <clears throat> what else do you like about today's game? I, Two hours, 17 minutes. <laughs> the length. Uh, I know I know some people would disagree with you on that because uh, they want longer they, games They like or to savor a longer they, game. They like to savor a longer game. You want to be able to drink beer for a longer period of time you in wanna, the ballpark? You want to give Ricketts more money for 12 to $14 beers? I mean, fine. Whatever. Um, I feel that. I just, I liked I liked the comment that Joey just put up there. Uh, I thought Belly and and Tucker swung a bat. For well. the record, this is why I kept my receipts. Yeah, you know, you two did. games uh, later, yeah, well, all of a sudden, the chat last time. Bellinger, you Bellinger's, you know, 
It's coming around. Give him a little yeah. bit of time. And Barnhart got it. I think. I think Pretty it was cool. His Joey first off on the bench for a day. Send him back to Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Barnhart. I thought he did have some good swings. The first first at bat for Barnhart was that double play that Simeon started. A hell of a stop. You know, there's a reason. You know, he's one of the highest paid second baseman in the league. Um, but then his second at bat, he hit one up the middle and got on base, which is you know, again. Is he going to give you Wilson Contreras offense? No, he's not going to do that. Neither is not Jan Gomes. But I think from a defensive standpoint, they, they're they very good. And you can see it with the pitching today. So I thought, as far as offense for Barnhart today, I thought it was one of his better games. Uh, hopefully, you know, more hits start to come out for him. And, you know, I, I guess if there was one thing I could nitpick at the offense, despite the fact they only scored two runs anyway, uh, you know, Mancini wasn't very good today. Um I guess this was one of the first games where Swanson really didn't show up in like the clutch. I think he hit into a double play in the middle innings that that kind of he did. But Cody, know. again, like we were saying earlier, there were at least three. What did they used to call them on ESPN? Web gems. Yeah. Love the leather. There were at least three defensive plays. Not just Stroman being great on the mound and getting all the ground outs and strikeouts. There were three great defensive plays that led to this Cubs win. Mm-hmm. One of them was Dansby Swanson's glove flip. Beautiful on a double play, right? Yeah. Tucker Barnhart, we talked about the pitch framing that led to being coming two strikes in a strikeout. And the third one was the Hosmer pick for me at first base. That's fair. They made three five-star plays defensively. One of them, Barnhart, you don't call flashy, but it had a huge impact. <laughs> and the other two were flashy. Yeah. Yeah. The de- uh, the so he defense, w- offensively, he wasn't great, but defensively, yeah. he was everything you needed him to he be. Gave you, he, gave you some sort of, he gave you some sort of production from some standpoint. And I'm not saying that I need Swanson to get a hit every day or to you know do what he kind of did the first week. I just... I mean, yeah. he struck out his first at bat. He hit into a double play. Like from an offensive standpoint, today he really wasn't that great. So. He's not going to hit five hundred. <laughs> He's not going to hit five hundred all season. But yeah, huh. as long as he continues to He's give you the defense, it. as long as he gives you the defense and continues to give you good at bats, like he has, then you you take the good the the good with you know the the off days in terms of offense. But as long as he's always bringing you the defense, I think you're you're feeling really good about him. And again, that double play that him and Nico turned. With the the glove flip, yeah, to it the was corner. pretty. It was pretty. All right, uh, I hear Ryan Herrera is almost ready. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. They set out to change it. They don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered here. Shady Rays premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have this insane protection program. The biggest and best in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they'll just send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in a lake, off a cliff, anything. Maybe you drop the weights on them at the gym. It's okay, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding to my hand seems just as good as any pair I've ever, ever wore, no matter how expensive they might have been. Shady Ray's customers seem to agree, 200000 five-star reviews, and counting. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed, donated over 20 million meals to date, so they're people you can get behind too. They stand behind their product, told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns, free exchanges, you either love your Shady Rays or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it, an exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays, running their deepest deal of the season just in time for summer and spring. Use the code CHGO. 50% off. Two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. Two pairs, as low as $54. Redeem at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Ryan Herrera always brings the vibes in his Shady Rays. Well, I walked into HVAC last night for the Bleacher Nation event. He was wearing them indoors? Well, I was, I walked in, I walked in with my Shady Rays on. A uh, gasp from the crowd. There, there was one guy who walked right over to me and Ryan and like, was like, hey, you, are you Shady Ray? (laughs) Are you Shady Ray? I think I like to believe the Shady Rays had a big part in him walking over and talking to us. Um, 
Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Other good stories, though. You really adopted that, haven't you? <laughs> I I really have. Uh, I feel like it might as well be right next to Dell Metrics because yeah, well, it's that's how it it's works. crucial to any good journalist. Exactly, especially for people like Ryan Herrera. Let's be real. Uh, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, especially coming from Ryan Herrera, especially coming from me with Dell Metrics and, and Luke Diehards. Make sure you sign up to be a diehard. Absolutely. So get fitted out. And the best sports gear around FOCO got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, like this Hayden Wesneski one right here, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. FOCO, looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life. FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And yes, this Hayden Wisniewski bobblehead. Yeah, Thanks. check out the YouTube feed if you're listening to this in podcast form later. Uh, and while you're there, make sure you hit a like for us in the uh, podcast form. Appreciate it. Yeah. Likes, reviews, all those Likes. positive things. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Herrera, I believe, is ready. There he beautiful, is. historic Wrigley Field in a CHGO hoodie. Yeah. Thing. There it is. There He's got the is. swag on. Make sure there you sign is. up, folks. Get a free T-shirt along with your Ryan Herrera articles every day. Mm-hmm. Jared Willis bringing you stuff on the Cubs from the inside. All right, what was it like out there, Ryan? I mean, Stroman obviously was was the story. I mean, the guy hasn't given up a fly ball out all season. Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you, – you compare it to where he was the first, you know, few times through the rotation last year uh, when he talked about he was – wasn't feeling mechanically himself that whole time. You know, April was tough for him. Um, he had that really good start in May and then went on the you know, COVID IL. So all, the, the whole first half was just weird for him. Um, and now, you know, he comes out. He, the WBC, he, he gives a lot of credit to the WBC for, like, really getting him ready for the start of the season. Because, like, spring training, you could do that. But to be pitching in, like, competitive environments that quickly, like, he gives a lot of credit to the WBC for – getting him ready to start the season. Um, but now he's got two, six innings, six innings, six shutout innings starts. He's, this is per Elias Sports Bureau. He's the first Cubs starting pitcher with consecutive outings of six plus shutout innings to begin a season since Mike, don't know how to say that, Mike Bilecki in 1991. Luke, yeah, Bilecki. Bilecki, there you go. Um, and just the fourth starting pitcher in Cubs history to begin the season with two scoreless outings of six innings or more. Um, so you can't really ask for a better start to the season for Marcus Stroman. Um, yeah, just watching him pitch, um, you know, it feels like everything's on. It's everything's doing, every pitch is doing what he wants it to do. Um, he's getting the ground ball out. He's striking out more guys than maybe you expect him to. Um, it's been a really, really good first couple of outings for him. And when we talk about, the Cubs are going to rely on starting pitching and defense. You know, starting pitching is a huge part of that. Um, and to see him kind of lead the way has been very important for this team. And, and you know, getting off to, I guess they're back to 500 now. So, but like to get off to a, the start they want to get off to, it's going to come down to pitching, starting pitching, and Stroman's obviously going to have a big part of that. And defense too, Ryan. We said the defense was pretty good out there today. I mean, yes, they got clutch hitting, but we were just talking about how whether it was Barnhart's framing or the flip from uh, Dansby or the the, the oh. snags and picks over at first by mm-hmm. Hosmer, uh, this is the way the Cubs have to win right now, right? Like, they're not built yeah. to hit a ton of home runs, especially in the springtime. Well, no, they have, what, four home runs through six games. Yeah. Two of them were from Wisdom in the same game. Like, this, the, yeah, the team isn't built to hit home runs. And, I mean, you, you saw it from the first game, the small ball approach, the base knock from Nico to the stolen base to – RBI, like that's how opening day pretty much started. Um, and that's how the Cubs are going to win games is if they can't hit home runs, they're going to have to obviously take advantage when the time comes, which they did today. You know, Cody Bellinger, that base hit to right field, I even asked him, like, like last year, last year his base hit to right field is probably an out because of the shift. So I'm like, clearly the shift is benefiting him already. And he just said, yeah, like it's just nice to see hits that were once hits being hits again, right? Like that's, I think that's one of the main things of the ship is like those line drives that, you know, hit, hit in shallow outfield that last year were getting gobbled up and as like ground balls. Those are hits again. Um, 
So that's, uh, that's obviously a big part, but yeah. Um, taking advantage of the opportunities when you have them, like that's how the Cubs are going to score runs, but the way they're going to win is when that happens, it's going to be the pitching staff and the defense just gobbling up everything, shutting the other team down offensively. Cause yeah, the, the team isn't going to blow people out that often. And it's not gonna, those home runs that, you know, put the lead away are, are feel like they're going to be fewer and far between than you'd like. So it's going to come down to the pitching and defense and, it's been pretty good so far. By the way, I know you weren't here, Ryan, but just to update you so you have all the facts uh, moving forward, one minute, 45 seconds on Cody's uh, beer chug from the beer bat today. He's improving oh, wow. uh, day by day, brick by brick. He's getting faster, bigger, stronger. I, I, you know, my excuse today was that we kind of had a late night, <clears throat> and so I was kind of struggling. Yeah. Are you sore? Are you yeah. sore, Ryan? Because we heard there were a lot of oh. hacks being taken at Sluggers. A no, lot of hacks. My- my body feels good. I work on my body throughout the off season just so I can go to sluggers on April sixth and and take some swings. I mean, you saw you saw the video. Like the swings I was were awesome. About your oblique, though, I thought maybe you'd yeah. have an oblique thing. You like sometimes, like say, you get too bulky, yeah. and then you know. I live to feel like I'm no, twenty five again. You weren't you weren't the only one. There was a few a few of the Cubs riders <laughs> asked if my oblique was feeling okay. But you know what? Again, it's like I work on my body all off season. You know we. We know there's no off season. We talking, who are we talking about? Most of the Cubs writers, like I, they're not, they're not taking too many hacks in the cages. Let's be honest. Well, we were, we were, we were hanging out with a friend of the program, Tim Stebbins as well. Oh, okay. Stebbins is young. young, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like Ryan and Tim are much younger than I am. I hate to say that, but I mean, if it's Bruce and Gordon and, and Sully, I'm not too, you're probably the best hitter in that group. Ryan and I, some people say, we're, we're the best one-two punch left side of the infield that CHO yeah. softball's ever seen. Well, that's, that's what they probably said. true. Well, if you don't let the facts get in the way of a you know what, it's not that high of a bar, but I think it's true. <clears throat> I do think it's true. Some people have said that. Some people yeah. have said that. I'm not going to say who it was, but some people have. I mean, listen, the score singled us to death. Probably scored 18 runs with 20 hits in so between Ryan and I. But you know, we did our best. Ryan, I do have a question. Uh, Cody and I were sitting there, and somebody in the chat mentioned it too. I didn't think Fulmer would come out for the ninth inning because I didn't know he could go six out, especially this early in the season. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think – I know he's had a lot of rest and a bunch of days off, but were you surprised to see that he stuck in there? I, I wondered if it was going to be alive for the first time as a closer. Yeah, well, they had Boxberger warming up, so if anything, it was going to be Boxberger's inning. Um, but, yeah, I was surprised to see Fulmer go back out there. Um and I think Neil Rossi just liked the situation that Fulmer was going into. Uh, I think that double was in the top of the eighth, if I'm not mistaken. But outside of that, he had three strikeouts. So it's not – he pretty much cruised through that eighth inning. Um, pitch count was still low. And, yeah, you probably look at Fulmer as more of like a, a one-inning type of guy. Um, and he, he didn't he, – he said himself like going out there, he wasn't expecting a two-inning outing. Um, but he looked fine. The, the stuff moved how I wanted it to. Rossi liked the matchup. And um, I think it all just played into, you know, just throwing back out there. He, the, the, I think it was the middle part of the order. When it's the middle part of the order, like you do like to have maybe your best, you, maybe you want your closer, your closer out there, even though you just pitched the eighth. Um, yeah, I was surprised, uh, but n- not surprised that he couldn't do it because, or not surprised that he did it because he has been, you know, a starter in the past. Um, but it, just as far as he's expected to be the closer, I was I was just surprised to see him get the eighth to start out. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, I think it was just had to do. He had a clean, pretty clean inning in the eighth. Was feeling pretty good and told Rossi he could go back out there for the ninth, and you know, worked out. Worked out. Well, I guess to go off that, I was I thought they were he was bringing him in in the eighth because Simeon and Seager were both due up, and those are. The two best players on That's the team. That's the save right there. Yeah, and we were we've talked about yeah. before because the Cubs don't have a they technically don't have a set closer that David Ross will bring in someone someone like Michael Fulmer into an inning. Uh, it might not be the ninth just because of who's set to come up. And I think uh, one of those games recently uh, it it backfired, and but today it worked. Right. So. And Doug saying in the chat he was a starter for a lot of years. Yes, I know that. I'm just saying his recently, I didn't know that his 
body was built up to go through that early in the season. A lot of times you don't see that early in the season, a six-out type save. But, hey, it worked out perfectly. Now they've got Alzali, Boxberger. Thompson. Thompson. They've got the full arsenal to go at them the next couple days this weekend. Um, Oh, real quick, Ryan. Do you think that if Saya is okay after these two games, Saturday and Sunday, that he would possibly be at Wrigley Field on Monday? Um, I mean, there's, there's a chance. I know uh, that, yeah, he's playing in Iowa. They're in St. Paul, I want to say, um, for these next two days. And, um, you know, Rossi said pregame that they'll kind of reassess after those two games um, just because, you know, Again, we, we've talked about obliques are tricky. You know, we saw Nico Horner a couple years back um, re-injure the oblique in a, in a rehab game in the minor league. So um, I don't want to say that it is likely or anything that he's back uh, for the next series just because you have to see how these two games go first. Um, but just based on what we heard you know, during spring training, how quickly things were recovering, um, I definitely think that there's a chance we see him next week. Doug with another good chat saying Rossi has an experimental managing style that reminds him of Madden treats bullpen like something to test and prod before defining clear roles. And I think that's going to be the way it's going to be potentially at least the first half of the season. Should we get to who you got? You ready? Do we have, I think, I think it's fairly short and sweet today. I, I had Stroman for the game that ended up being rained out Mm -hmm. and Ryan this morning took Dansby you took Hosmer, and I thought, well, I should just stick with I, – I don't want to not pick Stroman after I picked him for the first game. So I stuck with Stroman mostly because I heard the wind was blowing in, and I looked at my phone, and it said 40 degrees outside, and I thought, good day for Stroman to continue what he was doing. But that was better than even I expected. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> my guy had two walks. That's that's all I got. And he had, a, he had some great defense. Well, you know what it means. <laughs> we go into the weekend, we're all 2-2 two and two now. Yeah. Except for Corey, I think, is one and two. Because he didn't send in a pick today. He didn't send in a pick today. So I think Corey is one and two, and we are all two and two. Does that sound right? I was going to go Stroman today, but I already picked him on opening day, and I just I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to be like, oh, you keep picking Stroman. Like, I just I let Luke have him, and, you know, it it, it burned (laughs) me. Well, you let Cody have him, too. I thought Cody was going to take him when I saw your pick. I was doing stuff around the house, and I was going to put Stroman. I thought, oh, if Cody takes him, Cody takes him. I'll take Bellinger. And then when you didn't take, didn't take him, I was like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll go Stroman. I'll stick with what I had. Now, I think Stroman was a very clear winner of this. I, yes. I don't think there's any argument. There's no argument, on. unfortunately. That's However, right. if, if I had admits take, it, you know it's true. If well, Master I, if I had, if, <laughs> he did. He, he did have a hit too. Yeah, on a day that where there weren't a lot of hits. I will yeah. say this: if if I or Ryan had taken Stroman, I feel like Commissioner Stuckey would have, he would have yeah. been, he he would have he he would have got a little. Why? Weird. You know what I mean? Why? We, we because have, that's we what you rule. do. No, we have the mm-hmm. rule in place now about the pitching. I was prepared okay. that if he went out and got bombed by the Rangers, okay. I had prepared myself to not be able to take a pitcher for two weeks. Big of you to know this. I, I knew that was I knew that was the risk. I just I really liked what I saw the opening Some game. Integrity. And I liked the I liked the weather setup for him at Wrigley Field. Okay. He gets up for pitching at Wrigley too. He I tell does. you, whenever he pitches, when he gets his next start at Wrigley Field. Everybody's going to want to take him. He gets up. We'll he's a guy that the loves the spotlight. Yeah. I don't care if it's on Twitter, I, I don't social media, wherever, at the ballpark, game time. He likes the fans at Wrigley Field. He plays to the crowd as much as any pitcher I think I've seen at Wrigley. I could agree with that. Yeah. Big Z. Um, I know we don't have a show tomorrow, and, and Corey and Brennan have Sunday, but do <clears> just <throat> – I guess we could make the rule right now. Shall we make who you got picks for tomorrow? And do you want to just make a Saturday who you got pick? Yeah. Now again, this is the same rule that we talked about where we said you can make a pitcher, you can pick before the lineup comes out, but if that player's not in the lineup, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. So we'd all be risking somebody just not And that's being why I'm asking, there. do we want to do that or are we just I'll take gonna... the master. Thank you. You'll take the master. If you don't get him, it's whoever the catcher is, right? Yeah, because sure. what if there's... No, but I don't want to sacrifice we, the master if he comes in with a big pinch hit performance. If, I've done that a I think times. if we're going to make a pick just for Saturday, 
that if we make a pick for Saturday and the guy's not in the lineup and you can get a backup pick in after that, you should be able to get a backup pick in since we're all picking before the lineup comes, mm-hmm. if you want to do that. Or we just leave it at 2-2 two and two until we get to Monday. Nah, pick for uh, Saturday. Just, pick for I'll Saturday? Steel. I'll take Steel. Steel. Right. Oh, steel he said first. Steel. He All right, steel. I'll take uh, Nico. Okay. Give me uh, give me Bellinger. Nico, Steel, Bellinger. If somebody Master is Boney. not in the – Master Boney. <laughs> somebody's not in the lineup, we'll redo it. Or you can you can make an alternate pick as long as you do it before the game starts tomorrow. Steel's a good pick. Right. I feel or good about him going in tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, I think Steel will be good too. Wow. Hopefully he pitches – he repeats what Stroman did. Well, he's coming off a six-inning right. six six start. Shut-out inning, uh, so Roderiff, how about so. six more? He hasn't pitched in a week, uh, so hopefully he shakes off the rust early and uh, helps helps lead us to another strong start. What a perfect Friday. I won who you got. The Cubs won two to nothing, and it was two hours and 17 minutes. The only thing that Amen. Repeat it again. Put it on repeat. The only thing that could have been better is if the hit parlay would have. Hit parlay didn't come through, but, you know. We ride again tomorrow, <laughs> folks. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, oh, Joey over there on the ones and twos, I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Take care. Have a great weekend and fly the W.